You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is the Locked On Jets podcast for Friday, October 23rd, 2020. I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, and today our episode is brought to you by Pepsi. This football season is different, and Pepsi is here to get you ready for game day, no matter how you watch this season, because Pepsi is the refreshment you need to power through game day and become a member of the League of Football Watchers. These passionate fans are the real generational talent that Pepsi fuels, because Pepsi isn't made for those who play the game. It's made for those who watch it. Pepsi, made for football watching. Go to madeforfootballwatching.com to check out the latest football watching content from Pepsi. Today we are here to preview the Week 7 game between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills. Sunday at MetLife Stadium, kickoff time is scheduled for 1 p.m. Eastern Time. It's a rematch of the Week 1 game that these teams played. The Bills won it in a blowout, kind of set the teams on the course that they've been on for the 2020 season. The Jets, of course, are 0-6 and really have not been playing competitive football, while the Bills are 4-2. Now, they've not played well recently. Buffalo does enter this game on a two-game losing streak, but the Bills still are in first place in the AFC East and seem to be on their way to a successful season. And on today's show, I will offer a key player, a key matchup, and a key to victory on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball. And we'll start on the offense with my key player. And as I mentioned sometimes on these preview shows, you're rolling the dice at times when you pick a key player when you are expecting them to return from injury. And that's what I'm doing today. The Jets have suggested that their optimistic Denzel Mims will be in the lineup Sunday against Buffalo. Mims, of course, has not played yet this year. He suffered a hamstring injury in training camp, and then it seemed like he was on track to return for week one, but he suffered injuries to both hamstrings, which has kept him out of the lineup through the first six weeks. He was back at practice. He started practicing last week. The Jets said that they did not want to rush him back into the lineup, and there's been a lot of criticism from Mims because this was a very deep class, the wide receiver position in the 2020 draft. And you see rookies going in and producing. Mims has yet to get on the field. And I've said this before. I think that Mims is probably the player the fan base has treated least fairly so far this season because the Jets have had a lot of hamstring injuries. It's not like Mims is the only guy who's had a hamstring injury. And when you have this many hamstring injuries, it's a sign that there are issues with strength and conditioning. It's a sign there are issues with the way the players are be, being trained. When you have this many soft tissue injuries, it's not, you know it's tough for me to put it on the player. But the Jets are expecting Mims back reportedly, and it sounds like their expectations are pretty high. And I, you know, I don't love the idea of the Jets counting on this rookie who was drafted in, in the second round. Frankly, a rookie who probably needs some development before he's ready to be an impact player in this league. But when you look at what the Jets have been putting on the field at the wide receiver position, you would hope he'd be an upgrade. This is a guy with a lot of talent. This is a guy who, if everything goes right for him, can be a go-to guy in this league. And the Jets may be playing this game without Jamison Crowder. He missed practice on 
Thursday with a groin injury that he apparently suffered in Wednesday's practice. So just when it looked like the Jets were finally about to have their group of starting receivers on the field all together for a game, this happens. Crowder suffers another injury. Now his he was downgraded. He, he was limited in Wednesday's practice. He did not practice on Thursday. We'll see how things go in this game. But it increases the importance of Mims playing and playing well. And again, like I don't love putting pressure on a rookie in his first NFL game. But Jets are going to need Mims to go out there and play well if they're going if they're going to have a shot to pull off the upset against Buffalo and throughout the week I've heard the coaching staff talk about how Mims is the guy on the outside who maybe might be able to win one-on-one and punish other teams for blitzing and that's one of the issues right now for the Jets is when the other team blitzes you, know, you, you when you blitz, you tend to leave one-on-one matchups, and that means somebody's got to win one-on-one. The Jets have had nobody outside of Jamison Crowder who could do it, and nobody on the outside has shown any ability to do that this year. So it's gonna be there's gonna be a lot on Mims's plate in this game. You hope that he's up to the task. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going with Quinn and Williams, and Quinn and Williams is a guy I go with a lot in these preview shows, and part of the reason for that is there's just not much talent on this roster. So it's really, really tough to pick a key player who you think could actually have a big impact in the game. And Quinn and Williams, I think you know, you'll see him a lot against our old friend Brian Winters this week. Another reason I, I'm pointing to Quinn and Williams, though, is that there have started to be trade rumors building around Williams. I've heard, you know, I'm not sure that there's anything solid, but there have been there's been some rumblings that the Jets may be inter- maybe willing to trade Williams at the deadline, which kind of surprises me. It surprises me that they they'd be willing to give up on him so quickly. So, it's time for Quinn and Williams to really put everything together. We've seen some flashes this year. I don't think this has been a completely disappointing year for Williams. I think that there have been moments where you've seen him be disruptive. I think you've seen him start to come along a little bit, but I don't think he's been the type of impact player the Jets have needed this year. And maybe it's unfair to put all that on him because the Jets just don't have much in terms of impact players on this defense. But I think that Williams has to have a big game. I think, you know, there are certain players, the Jets are clearly the less talented of the two teams entering this week seven game. And that means, I mean, it means a lot of things, but it especially means that you need your best players to be at their best. You need you need some of your best players to take over this game. And I think Quinn and Williams, I think if the Jets win, this is going to be one of those games where Quinn and Williams is going to have to fill up a stat sheet. Maybe we're talking two sacks, we're talking three to four tackles for a loss. He has to be a guy the Bills have a nightmare blocking. And it's tough. One of the reasons it's tough is that if Williams does that, he's going to start drawing a lot of double teams. And he has actually drawn a lot of double teams this year. The numbers suggest that. And that might be one of the reasons where he's been kind of up and down. But I think one of the challenges for the Jets is even when Williams draws double teams, I'm not sure there are lots of guys on this defense who can win one-on-one. So I I think Quinn and Williams is just going to have to take matters into his own hands. He's going to have to play a superlative game in this one if the Jets are going to have any chance of, of beating Buffalo. Built Go makes you the best you at whatever you do. Break through your wall, whether it's a mental or physical wall, break through it with Go every day. It's easy to take in one and a half ounce packages. You can put it in your briefcase for the most focused presentation ever, your golf bag to power through the back nine, or put it in your pocket to get through the day. Built Go is the best workout gel on the market. It's five hour energy without the same crash feeling. Plus it's natural, so it's better for the body. 
It's like drinking a monster drink with a third of the caffeine and better results. And it comes in three delicious flavors, peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, and chocolate mint. Visit BuiltGo.com and use promo code LOCKED and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED, L-O-C-K-E-D, for 20% off at BuiltGo.com. Let's go. Locked on Jets podcast, previewing the Week 7 game between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills Sunday at MetLife Stadium. We're going to move on to key matchups now. And my key matchup on the offensive side of the ball for the Jets is their interior offensive line versus the interior of Buffalo's defensive line. The Jets may be without Alex Lewis on Sunday. In fact, it kind of sounds like that's the direction we're heading in. He has not practiced all week, and Adam Gase even termed him week to week, which is different from day to day. Day to day means the guy could be back tomorrow. Week to week means maybe in a couple of weeks. So the Jets may have a backup on the interior offensive line, but this has been an area where the Bills have kind of struggled this year. They've struggled in the run game up the middle, football outsiders has them only 22nd in adjusted line yards, which is the number they use, They keep to track the effectiveness of offensive and defensive lines. So even though the Jets have a backup in there, and I think we know the Jets are going to try and run the ball effectively, that's just the way the Jets have their offense. You're going to see lots of runs for Frank Gore up the middle, much to my chagrin. But I think this is, the, this is an area where the Jets... Look, the Jets are undermanned. I think we've seen that the offensive philosophy of this team is that they want to try and control the ball. They want to try and control the clock. And that I think that's kind of the way the coaching staff views things. That's the coaching, the coaching staff seems to view that as their only chance to win. I'm not sure I entirely agree with that philosophy because I think that you're pretty much preventing yourself from scoring when you take that approach. I think you should only use it in extreme cases. I, I mean, next week against the Chiefs, okay, that might be that might be a valid, more valid approach because it's such an extreme case that you can't allow the Kansas City offense to have the ball. That said, I mean, that's I think that's pretty much what the Jets are going to do. That's what the Jets have been doing all year long. They're going to try and run the ball with Frank Gore, and there, maybe there is an opportunity. You know, Ed Oliver, Buffalo's. Second-year defensive lineman's not off to a great start this year. He's been kind of quiet. Bills have struggled up the against the interior run game a little bit. So it's an area perhaps the Jets can break a few plays here or there. You know, it would be nice to see Ty Johnson get more of a chance. He got three carries last week. Two of them he broke for big runs. So I think that, that that's an important area for the Jets. And I think it's important to, to note that I'm not especially optimistic about anything with this Jets team. I'm not saying the Jets are going to go out there and dominate in the trenches. I don't have much confidence in this offense. I don't have much confidence in many of the players on this team. I'm just saying areas where I think that these are key areas. If the Jets have a, if the Jets are going to have a shot of winning this game, they need to win these matchups. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to phrase this matchup as Stephon Diggs versus Greg Williams. And the reason I'm going to do that is because the Jets just don't have any corners that I trust. And I think it's not really much of a secret that Stefan Diggs is the key to this Buffalo passing game in 2020. He has a quarter of the targets in the passing game for Buffalo. And look, the Jets are not going to be able to play him one-on-one. And I think back to two weeks ago, the last time the Jets played a home game, and I think about the way DeAndre Hopkins destroyed the Jets and how frequently Cliff Kingsbury was able to get him matched up one-on-one against Lamar Jackson, an undrafted rookie. And ultimately, I have to put that on Greg Williams. It's a tough spot for Greg Williams because the Cardinals use their formations well. 
you know, they frequently isolated Hopkins on one side. And it makes it tough because if you're going to give a corner help, that means essentially you're dedicating, you're, you're essentially taking two guys out of the play. Because if there's only one receiver to the left and you're putting two, two defenders to the left, essentially you, you've taken one defender totally out of the play just to try and take away the other team's top receiver. Unfortunately, that's what the Jets have to do because the Jets... Jets have enough issues on defense that I don't think that they can allow the other team to just do what they do best. I think you have to try and at least make the other team uncomfortable. You have to do whatever you can to make the other team go to its second or third option. Bill Belichick does that all the time. You know, he he has he always says you want to make the other team play left-handed. You want to take the other team out of its comfort zone because even if you're giving the number 2 or number 3 option on the other team a favorable matchup, it's at least taking the offense out of its comfort zone. It's at least forcing them to do something they're not used to doing. And sometimes you are, you force mistakes in that way. And you look at a team like Buffalo where Diggs is getting a quarter of the targets. I think the Jets need to do whatever they can to take Diggs out of the game. You're gonna be, you're, The thing with the Jets' defense is there's not enough talent there. You're going to be left with an unfavorable, an unfavorable matchup somewhere. So don't make it on the other team's best player. Don't leave that guy one-on-one. And again, you know, NFL game planning is all about creating favorable matchups. It's all about getting your best players isolated in matchups that they can win. So I think it's incumbent upon Greg Williams to make sure that Diggs does not get frequently frequent one-on-one matchups that he can exploit because Hopkins did a couple weeks ago and I'm not going to say that's what cost the Jets the game because the Jets were thoroughly outclassed in that game in almost every way but it doesn't help when DeAndre Hopkins is getting as many one-on-one matchups as he got in that game two weeks ago Jets need to avoid a scenario like that and I think ultimately that's on Greg Williams you know normally I'd put a corner in this category Normally, I would say, well, this corner needs to win. We know the Jets' corners can't win their matchup. So it's all on Greg Williams to at least avoid the Jets from get, being destroyed by Stephon Diggs in this game. Locked on Jets podcast previewing the Week 7 game between the New York Jets and the Buffalo Bills Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Kickoff time scheduled for 1 p.m. Eastern time. And on the final segment of our show today, I am going to give one key to victory on both the offensive and defensive sides of the ball and on offense for the Jets and I know what I just said in the the last segment about how the Jets are I'm expecting the Jets to be conservative on offense the Jets have to try and attack the seam Chris Herndon's had a horrible season but I think part of the issue with Herndon this is just a guess of mine it just doesn't see it seems like he's kind of disengaged because the Jets are using him as a blocker all the time they're not really utilizing his talents they're not, they're not using him to try and get the ball down the field. It was frustrating in the opener when the Bills had injuries at linebacker, how the Jets did not even try to exploit that. Jets have to try and make some big plays in the passing game at some point. I understand that on the whole, the offense is going to be conservative. It doesn't need to be this conservative, though. It doesn't need to be as conservative as we've seen so far this season. Jets need to try and exploit the seam. And with Crowder potentially out, you know, James, Jamison Crowder's status for this game is unclear. They got to go to Chris Herndon. They got to try and push the ball down the field with Herndon. I don't think. I mean, have they taken one throw down the field to Herndon all season? Have they tried to get Herndon down the seam at all this year? I, I can't. I'm not sure. I remember one instance where they've tried to do where they've targeted Herndon deep. And I, I get it. I get it. He hasn't played that well. But I wonder if part of the issue is just that he's not really into the flow of the games because they're not using him correctly. I think that that's a question that's worth asking. 
And on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going with the same thing I, I said before the first game because the Jets did a horrible job of this in the first game. The Jets need to contain Josh Allen in the run game. And they did a horrible job of this in the first game. I, there were multiple missed tackles that led to Allen's big runs. You need, you need to be controlled as a pass rusher. You, you, need to, you can't be flying up the field out of control and run past him. And because when you do that, it leaves running lanes. And Josh Allen can do a lot of damage as a runner to a defense. So the Jets just need to be more, I mean, there needs to be more disciplined. When you're, when you're rushing the passer, you need to stay in your lanes. You need to be under control. This is different than, than a lot of other quarterbacks in this league. And that's, because, again, because of the, the damage Allen can do to you as a runner. But also, and I know Allen's a big guy. Allen's not easy to bring down. The Jets have to be surer as tacklers. The Jets missed too many tackles on Allen in that week one game against Buffalo. And first of all, it extends the amount of time Allen has to make a play. If he keeps his eyes down the field, you don't have guys who can cover that well. And you certainly don't have guys who can cover for five or six seconds if Allen's able to break the pocket and keep his eyes down the field and throw the, and hit a pass, you know, hit, hit a pass down the field. But it also could damage you in the run game. You just need to, you know, the Jets just need to be more disciplined. They need to be better tacklers. I mean, that, that's all there is to it. Part of the reason Allen had such a big game against the Jets week one was that the Jets just did a really, really lousy job containing him. And it just needs to be better. If they don't contain Josh Allen, they don't have any chance of winning this game. And I know that the odds are not great to begin with, but they need to do much better in that area if they're going to have any opportunity to pull off this upset. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. As always, if you enjoy our show, subscribe to it and leave it a good review. Hope you have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back on Monday to break down what happened between the Jets and the Bills.